knowing the background and it being at the forefront of everything through my gran, for me, I think it was always going to happen. A lot of people will say that you cut them in half and it's arm and a lie. And I think this is the case for me. People always say to me, why Why did you join the lifeboat service? And the only answer I can give, it's, it's family. You know, it's it, it's literally in the blood. And I'm very proud of it. Very proud of the fact that I've got that heritage. So my name's Jamie Robson-White. I'm full-time second coxswain at Humber Lifeboat Station and also volunteer at Whitby Lifeboat Station. So from from a very young age, it was it was all, when I used to go and see my grandmother, because my grandmother, uh, my grandma White, was, was heavily involved with Whitby Arnalai, raising money for, for the lifeboat station. Um, and her son also was the, the inspector. So it was, it, it, it was in the blood. I think it was already part of me. But from a very young age, it was listening to her telling me, showing me family trees, telling me about the stories of, of me being related to, to Grace Darling. And I, I can sort of remember her, I can remember being at her house and, and showing me the actual family tree and appointing and, you know, this is this is Grace Darling. At the time I was on young lad, didn't really know, you know. Um, and then it's sort of moving through through the years. Um, my my name is Jamie Robson White. So it was, why, why are you called Robson? Um, and then you get told the, the story about that. And that's when it start, all starts making sense that you, I can remember my dad telling me that I was related to the Robsons of, of sea houses and they were all lifeboat, coxswains and all the rest of it. What I do know is the, they've been coxswains uh, and there's been a lifeboating family in sea houses stroke North Sunderland from around about the 18, 1800s. Um, I think the lifeboat station itself um, or there was a lifeboat there from about 1827. And what it stays in this in this lovely, it's an online journal dated September 1835. And there's a nice big spread on lifeboating families, the Robsons of North Sunderland. Um, and it's a lovely, it is a lovely read. Um, and it, it states in there that there's, there was probably um, the Robsons from the very beginning up at Sea Houses Stroke, North Sunderland. That was the sort of start of, the, the history so lifeboating's always been in the blood and from a very young age knowing about connections for grace then the robsons knowing that there was life saving within the ancestry I mean, it wasn't till later on in life that you start putting one and one together going into into the history of, of the families and and it wasn't until say very recently that i realized that, that both intermingled that you're related to both sides of the of the family. From my grandmother's side, um, they were she was she was classed as a forty. That was a maiden name. So when you look at the family tree and, and, and it runs right through, it runs up to a, an Edward Scott forty. So Edward Scott forty. Um, married a, a Mary Ann Robson and it was Mary Ann Robson who whose father was William Robson who was on the uh, boat that went out to, to the Forfarshire with his two brothers and uh, I think it was Grace's brother and um, one other 
I mean, it wasn't the lifeboats. I think it was the, their own cobble that they went out in. So that's sort of the Robson side of it. And then where the Grace side comes in, it's literally from Edward Scott Fordy. His um, mother was Grace's auntie. So um, that's that's that connection. So Grace's mum and Edward Scott Fordy's um, mum were, were sisters. Um, and that's where the two, the two intermingle. Bearing in mind, this is, this is sea houses, um, not not Sunderland, as it probably was known at the time. Um, very small village, so maybe like a lot of other villages around the coast, everybody's related to everybody. I used to, I always used to go down and meet my gran at the lifeboat station. She always lifeboats because um, I'm a volunteer at Whitby as well as being full time at Humber. Um, so on a Wednesday night when, when Whitby used to train, uh, I always used to go down and see her. Um, she was like an honorary crew member down at, at, at Whitby. Um, they used to invite her in and spoil her, look after her and, and everything else. Until my uncle turned up as the inspector and then she would be nowhere to be seen. Um, so so I used to go down and see, see the lads and, and, and be part of it, um, knowing that hopefully that would, be, that would be me one day. And then 18... 18 years ago, that was that came true, um, which I think was a very proud moment um, when then papers were signed to say that was on the on the lifeboat. Um, I don't think my grand probably really wanted me there because she knows how dangerous it could be, etc. But on the other foot, you know, unfortunately she's not here with us now, but she'd be very proud to to what I'm doing um, and what I did at that time as a, as a young lad starting off um, my lifeboating career. Um, and it was it, it very daunting when you go in. Fortunately for me, I knew I knew the crew very well. They knew me. They wanted me to be part of part of the station as much as I wanted to be there with them. Um, so yeah, it's um, it was a privilege knowing that I'm going to carry on this tradition. When I think about what people did in the past, the, the people say that we're brave and and we do and, and all lifeboat crew men and women. Uh, we're very modest. We we just go out and do what we do, um, but we we've got the technology, the boats, the training, all the, the safety aspects. Um, what they did, they they were the real brave people. They were out in rowing boats, you know, put into sea. We know we know far weather kit and all the rest of it. They were the, they were the brave people. Um, and joking apart, when when I start talking about family and and history and how proud I am. I always make a bit of a jest and say I'm better at rowing a lifeboat than I'm driving one with engines. One, I've, I've done a lot of rowing in the past and two, just with, with the family history, with people pulling lifeboats in the past and my history, obviously, with Grace and, and the Robsons and everything else, they were all coming from a pulling generation. Um, so, strong arms and strong legs. <laughs> My two children are 18 and 20 years old. I don't know whether they'll carry on because they've got their own career paths ahead of them. Not to say that I wouldn't stop them if they wanted to do something. I'd, you know, I'd definitely help them um, if they wanted that to go down that path. Um, I just don't think I'd like to be on the boat with my own children. I think I'd be too protective um, knowing where I've been, what I've seen and, and what can happen. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd hope that they'd carry on in some sort of um, 
some sort of way in the RNLI, as in fundraising or doing something just to carry that on, even if they're not operational, you know, um, certainly maybe from a fundraising point of view or just passing it across how, how good the RNLI is and as, as a charity and, you know. But it's in their blood as well. And they maybe just get sick of me bleating on about lifeboats. It's my blood. The lifeboat's my blood. It's It's been there for, for a long time since I grew up. I eat, breathe, sleep, lifeboating. Everywhere you look, there's there's something that's lifeboating, whether it's pictures or something on the phone. or um, It's quite hard to describe how passionate I actually am about the lifeboat because it's just there. It's a part of me. It is me as such. And I'm, and I'm proud of it. You know, it's... I don't know what I'd do without it. You know, I think I'd be lost. Um, when things don't go right, it hurts. You know, we, we're we there to help each other. We're, we're a big family at the end of the day. Um, and it's it, it's something to be proud of, to be a part of. Um, and whatever happens in my career, whatever path I go, I'm allowed to be part of it. It's Dee Kafari here, and you've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.